Watching don't start me talking. I like that. That might stay in. That was for you. That might stay in. We, we were testing before the camera started rolling uh, the audio just to make sure the audio wasn't peaking too high because last episode it was. And um, we, uh, for whatever reason, I just started up with the, you know, the old wise men say, and he chimed in. And it got to where it got to. And yeah. I think I'm going to keep that in as the opening. Boom. This is Don't Start Me Talking. I'm Benny Williams. And I am a very sultry Rick Owens. I don't like that word. I don't like that word. I know used. you don't. That's why I used it. Right. Well, I... I sure appreciate that. Got you. I got you. You did. Well, today, we've decided that we're going to be talking about Christmas specials. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've watched quite a few this year already. Mm. It's now December 13th, 12th, 13th, 13th. 12th, 13th. We're dating ourselves. 13th. Yeah, we're dating ourselves this week because, um, you know, we deserve the attention and we deserve the time. And uh, frankly, you know... uh, I, I, I want to treat myself. Treat yourself. That's right. Um, yeah, no, but we're putting this episode out on the 15th. Yeah. So, it's like um, two days later. Really. Yeah. Uh, this week, it makes sense to do so. Yeah. Um, so, I like, there was one I know you wanted to talk about that I'm not enthusiastic about, which is... The Star Wars Christmas special from 1978. Right. Which, first of all... Holiday special, because it's about what Wookiee Celebration Day, Life, Life Day, Day. Life, Life Day. Day. Um, <laughs> I have never watched it all the way through. I have tried. I, I've definitely seen all of it in different parts, but I can't stand the whole first part of it's in Wookiee. The first thirteen, I, I count. I, I was watching the timer and I, I clicked up on the TV to get the the thing to pop up, right? You know, the, the slider there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first thirteen minutes and forty two seconds, other than the opening with Han and Chewie, where Han is talking to Chewie, right, is all in Wookish or whatever. Yeah, Gore, Gore Wookin. That's what they call it in Star Wars. Sh- sure. Yeah, there's there's his street cred right there. He he knows Gore Wookin is the language of the Wookies. Yeah. Who live on Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk. Yes. Mm. So. Yes. And you owe me a life debt. Not yet. Not yet. I thought that one time I... I'm the one... You were out in the cold. And who should appear but Beansy in his magic beans mobile to come and get you out of the cold and back to the warm, cozy house with the the cats who will inevitably jump up on the table. Who did that? Who owes who a life debt, I wonder? Some guy in an ambulance? Well, yeah, but, you know... If I hadn't hit you with the... Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that. Um, I want to start with a couple that I haven't watched in years, which are a few... I haven't watched all of them yet, but a few of the Rankin-Bass specials. Mm. Because uh, the Claymation ones particularly... I, you know, I really enjoy them. I think that they're they're great. Yeah. They're, there's a lot in them that I think is, is innovative for Claymation and for animation of the time. Um... But this year has been rough. Like rewatching those this year as an adult, just you know, on my good tr- my trusty iPad here, and in the corner of my eye while I'm doing stuff, or sometimes I'll just stop and I'll sit down with the iPad. Um, the three I'm going to talk about are Jack Frost, 
uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer mm. and um, the Little Drummer Boy Parts 1 and 2, which are bullshit. Uh, but first, Jack Frost. I don't get it. I don't... Oh, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. It's like, okay, so we got to make a whole character based off of this? All right. Yeah. All right. So, so which one? Are we talking the horror movie? No, no, no. Jack no. Frost? The or... Rankin-Bass children's oh, okay. special from the 70s. Because okay. most of them are 60s, and then in the 70s there were a couple that popped up, like Drummer mm. Boy Part 2 and stuff. Because yeah. they were like, we need more money. We want this to be a Drummer Boy hour. Money. Get the money out of the kids. We're going to sell yeah. tons of uh, cigarettes to kids because it's the 70s. Oh, look at that out in the desert. It's Joe Camel. Like, you hey. know, they just found their they found their opportunities. Send in your coupons, kids. You can get a Joe Com- Camel wall clock that doesn't work. And if you send in your cigarette box tops, you could win a whistle. Like, is that bullshit? Yeah. For for years that yeah. was that was America. It was um, like back when they pronounced diapers diapers. We're just throwing the cat off the table today because he's got to learn. It was a gentle nudge. He, he, it wasn't. It was a gentle. It wasn't. Nudge. It was I like threw a, him. It was. A, I threw him. Did you? Did you not see? I. I threw him off. That, to me, a it throw. Will, it will get more violent as it goes. To me, a throw implies picking up and then launching. Okay, that's fair. It you was, slid. It was a shove. It was it, a shove. A Can we agree? Shove. Yes. It was okay. A gentle shove. Okay, I'll I'll stick with a gentle shove, but it's going to escalate. Yes. Because he needs to learn. He needs, he needs to, to learn. learn this is our... Well, it's not my table. Yeah. It's Chris's table. And he, he's not on He's not on here. Yeah, he's not... This is not his area. This is not his area or his areola, which would be huge because his table is quite large. Yeesh. All it right, was. so... Um, <laughs> back... he's, he's got six of them, so there's no uh... way this could be. <laughs> so back to uh, Jack Frost. Mm. The whole premise of Jack Frost is that there's a, a lady who is, um, I don't know if she's nobility or what, but she loves Jack Frost. Just loves the idea of him. I don't know. I guess he's some mythical being. Yeah. And um, so the whole story is about Jack Frost decides to become human, and then there's some very convoluted thing going on where, like, if he's not around, then winter isn't there. Oh, yeah. And yeah. something, I don't even remember the plot of this movie. Something happens where, like, if winter doesn't come, it's going to suck for everybody. And then, oh, no, I'm I'm confusing it with Frosty 2. Oh, my God. You fool. I'm a fool. You buffoon. Um, no, so the the plot of the movie is, is basically a love story where she's in love with Jack Frost, but she's going to get married to this prince guy. And so Jack Frost becomes a human, gets in with her family and, like, you know, gets in good with her and stuff. And then he just, like, gets captured by some winter wizard or something. <laughs> so he's gone for a while. And she gets married. in Like, in the interim, she gets engaged to the other prince. And then she gets married, like, the day that he becomes Jack Frost again. These hoes ain't loyal. I mean... This is a man who knows about hoes. Oh. That's true. Oh, it's true. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, the movie basically ends with Jack Frost finding out that, like, oh, he can't be human. He has to be Jack Frost. And then yeah. he, like, I guess he, he, he magically makes her flowers, her roses on her bouquet on her wedding day, like, blue. 
And it's like, oh, Jack Frost blessed my wedding. I love Jack Frost or something. Meanwhile, like, he just leaves brokenhearted to be like, I'll come back every winter, I guess. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense and it doesn't work. Yeah. And, like, it it just was bad. He tried to, um, he tried to pull a Casper. Like at the end of Casper when he comes a real boy for like I don't even remember. Minutes. There's like a, another dude who's evil who has a bunch of soldiers or something that come after him. I, I really didn't like this movie so much so that like I just... You checked out. It's already, it's already gone. Yeah. The, the other two I want to talk about I remember much better. All right. Rudolph. The red-nosed reindeer. Now, I everybody knows that everybody in Rudolph is pretty cruel to Rudolph. Yeah, for no reason. But the part I forgot about, and I guess I've forgotten about most times I've watched it is that Santa Claus Santa Claus is a jerk to Rudolph mm-hmm. like they're they're doing the reindeer games they're having fun his nose pops off Santa is there watching he's like oh who's this new Rudolph oh Donner's son of course yeah and then his nose pops off and everybody's like oh look at the freak blah 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 and Santa turns to Donner and he goes Donner you should be ashamed and it's like what wait a minute wait a minute even even if Rudolph has a red nose, this is a bad thing. Why should Donner be ashamed of having a son with a deformity? First of all, what? Like this is Santa. This is like Mr. Christmas. What? So so that blew my mind. That like, I kind of get yeah. like, oh, the coach who's been coaching reindeer, he can call him a freak. The other kids. <clears throat> They don't understand stuff because they're little kids. This is an eternal being who works with the kid's dad. And he has no sympathy. He's, he's like... The, he's the patriarch of the North Pole. Yeah. Like, who... So, like, you know... So that was... I mean, watching that again kind of broke my friggin' brain. Speaking of nose popping off, um, it is funny that Donner is his uh, father canonically. Because the Donner Party, um, a lot of noses popped off there. It's a harrowing tale. A great book is The Indifferent Stars Above. It goes over that. And, uh, yeah, that's what reminded me of that. I didn't hear anything you said. For, for anybody who's not super into uh, American history, uh, the Donner Party were a group of people who were trying to make... Where was it? They were trying to In make the, the crossing. They, they were, I believe it was Colorado. I could be wrong. They were trying, but they left. So there was a snowy season. Yes. And they left a week or two before, uh, after they should have. Yes. And while they were going through the mountains, mountain pass, blizzard slammed it. And they ended up uh, being caught in the middle of this. Basically, everything's white. Yeah. It's white out. You know, you can't see. And a lot of them died there. But it wasn't. It's It's funny. It's called the Donner Party, but the guy who led the Donner Party into that um, was not a Donner. Right. He was just the guy on there who helped. And uh, he yeah, died, though, right? I believe so. So, so the big <clears throat> news, you know, the big headline there is cannibalism. They had to eat each other to survive. Oh yeah, the, the, they that's had, the big. They, that's the big thing. The Donner yes. Donner Donner Party. Um, I've always wanted to have my own pizza named the Donner Party Pizza, and have it be a meat lovers, um, because I am a uh, degenerate. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, you know how I was introduced to the Donner Party? How's that? You know Gex the Gecko? Yes. The Gex games in the second one, Undercover Gecko or Deep mm. Cover Gecko or something. You'll be walking around, and he'll say these one-liners. And one of them 
was actually over the loudspeakers in your base, and it goes, Donner, party of 20. Donner, party of 20. Like, it's calling out for mm. a restaurant. Yeah. And as a kid, I was like, what is that? And, you know, my brothers thought it was funny, so they explained it to me, and I was like, that's not funny. Yeah, that's it, not it, funny at all. It is a terrifying tale. Yeah. Um, of, it, of it's ju- funny to me now. Yeah, yeah, like, what was it? About 200 years ago now, I'd say? Yeah, yeah. It been Maybe a, a little bit less. With the magic of Let's the Let's look it up. We can find out. Um... But yes, so so anyways, uh, Donner, Blitzen, the other reindeer. Yeah. Back to Rudolph. Um, <laughs> uh, Sorry to go off on a tangent about no, child no, no. cannibalism. No, 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 it's fine. Which it's didn't fine. happen. It's fine. Um, yeah. There it, were children it, in a in a snow hole about nine feet deep, and when the rescuers came, they found the children feral inside the snow hole, um, yeah. eating a femur. Uh, it was pretty bad. Um, very, very sometimes bad. called the Donner Reed Party, and it was, it was Reed, I believe. 1846 and 1847, so between just about. that Sierra Nevada mountain range, mm-hmm. so that would be Nevada, and um, yeah, it was, it was pretty rough, I mean, it was pretty bad, yeah. um, and just to, to clarify, the Sierra Nevada mountain range is not in Nevada, it's in it's California. California. See, learning new stuff all the time. California dreaming, am I right? Dreaming <laughs> beneath the snow. On such a winter's snow. day. On such a winter's day. You missed you missed the next line was relevant to what you were saying, and you were trying to come up with something more clever. All you had to do was sing the song. All you had to do was sing the song of the Mamas and the Papas. That's it. Or Jose Feliciano, if you like that version. I would like to apologize to you, uh, to my fans. And to um, everyone in existence in perpetuity. In per- not accepted. Sorry, perpetuity, not perpetuity. Yeah, uh, not accepted because you, you fumbled it at the end. Uh, y- yas Queen. That's right. All right. So anyways, um, Rudolph, <laughs> uh, the other character is the, the elf who wants to be a dentist. And it's like, you guys yeah. live in the friggin' North Pole. Like, yeah. like, of course you'd need a dentist. There, there's got to be at least one. You're eating nothing but candy, drinking nothing but hot cocoa. You know what that stuff does to teeth? Yeah. So anyways, um, they all shun him, and he and Rudolph are like, fuck this place. And they take off. They find the Yukon guy. can't remember his name. Yukon Cornelius. Thank you. Yukon Cornelius, who's one of my favorite designs of any character ever. He's great. Like, a stuffed Yukon Cornelius looks like the most huggable stuffed person in yeah. the world. Um like a stuffed animal, but a person. He's basically red-haired Hagrid with a gun. Yeah, and that that awesome, Big, awesome bushy beard. beard. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's rad. Yeah, and then they end up on the island of misfit toys, and uh, all of that is fine. But then, as soon as there's a problem at the North Pole, and it's like, oh, we're not going to be able to to do this. It's too too snowy, and and Rudolph's nose starts blinking. They're like, wait, we can use him. Mm. I, I don't like Rudolph very much. And then he's accepted after that. Yeah. Your I, differences are only accepted when they're profitable. Right. I, I like uh, Rudolph the character. I do not like the movie Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer very much. Yeah. Um, and then the third one I wanted to talk about, and there's more. There's the Santa Claus movies yeah. and stuff. Those are those are a mess. And I've got a couple, too. Mm. Um, I The Year Without a Santa Claus, um, the other one, uh, The Adventures of Santa Claus, and... Um, Santa Claus is coming to town. That that mm. old trilogy, but um, Foist, Little Drummer Boy Part One and Two, which have biblical roots, mm. but they're so like the, the it's so like different from what is in the Bible to me. 
And I don't know a ton about it. I just know that there was a little drummer boy at the manger, supposedly. Yeah. This was a thing that was invented by the, the Trap family. There was a, a songwriter whose name uh, was Davis. I can't remember her first name. But uh, her last name was Davis. And she wrote Carol of the Drum for the Trap family singers, which is the Von Trap family from The Sound of Music. Same people. So the original recording of Carol of the Drum is from the 1950s, I think. And it was on an album of songs by them in multiple different languages. Mm-hmm. Some of them are in English. Hey, buddy. Some of them are in English. Some of them are in um, uh, Italian, French, uh, German, obviously, because that's where they were from, Vienna, Austria. The big hitters. Yeah. And um, so anyways, Harry Simeon Corral, which was a chorus in the United States, also did a very famous version shortly thereafter, uh, based on the Von Trapp version. That then became the basis of this TV movie that they did. It's one of the shortest ones, I think. It's like 30 minutes long. And uh, some of the animation... Father! So it's rough. What, um, what are we doing? Oh, I was looking at the camera because I inserted a video clip. So the viewers will see... Um, oh. Yeah. You didn't get that? I did not know that. I sent you the video clip. It's actually a very successful TikTok on my TikTok. I apologize. I I'll, retract you know my what? statement. I'll put the TikTok right here. Father! I mean, it's the same clip again, but I'm... It's the same one. The same one. But this time it's TikToked, so it's Tick-tock. mine now. Talk. TikTok. Um, so anyways... Time marches on into the void of death. Time, time indeed marches on. Uh, into the void of, of death, as they say, uh, as you say, as I said, as, uh, just yes. just back then, just just a moment ago, my classic song. Um, T-shirts coming soon. So, anywho, um, the little drummer boy is about a kid named, as far as I know, Aaron, who watches as bandits come and murder his father and burn his ha- his farmhouse to the ground presumably with his mother inside because his mother is also listed as dead mm. but she helps him out the window as he just saw in the clip she helps him out the window and then she turns around and then that's it you just see the house on fire so i'm assuming she dies in the fire because she doesn't show up in part two so is this based in the biblical times yes okay yeah. okay then the that's story, just the tuesday yeah the story of the little drummer boy is the story of the little drummer boy following mm. the three wise men to Christ and then playing the drum yeah. for him because he doesn't have another gift to give. Um, which is actually kind of nice because, you know, little baby Jesus and Mary and Joseph, they get down to the drums, yeah. which is, you know... Just when you doesn't... want in the middle of a desert where yeah. raiders are present is and drumming. The, this is all set to, uh, you know, the song The Little Drummer Boy, so it's, I am a poor boy too, pa-rum-ba-bum-pum. Like, he's, he's playing as he does it. Anyways... Part one is you find Aaron out in the desert and these two guys who are traveling uh, showmen are like, oh, he's got animals with him. Because like the animals survived the like three animals survived the fire, a, a lamb, a donkey and a camel. And they come with him. Sometimes known as an ass. Yes. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they're out in the middle of the desert. Yeah. And they find this kid and they're like, oh, we can make a lot of money with, you know, dancing animals because they dance to the sound of his drum because his drum is magic. Whatever. So anyways, they uh, kidnap him and he hates people. 
because they murdered his family, and he blames all people for this. No, no uh, division between oh, he's one of bandits and people. It's it's every person. So they take him to the city. He's one of those that, I'm not racist. I hate everyone. He, <sighs> yes, he is. He's exactly He's that. the proto that. Yes. He's, he's that guy, but proto. <laughs> and also, if your drum was fucking magic, how about save your village, right? Huh? Or did it well, no, 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 no. It, it can only make animals dance. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the magic of the drum. The, the Which God. is why he goes to Jesus to do oh, it. Oh, my God. Implying that Jesus, too, is an animal. Anyways, um, <laughs> yes. Aren't we all animals deep down inside? We are. Right, buddy? I think I like to think that yeah. deep down inside, I'm one of those uh, Japanese macaques that like sits in the hot springs. Well, let me, let me be the first one to tell you you're not. Oh. So, anyways... They take him to the city of Bethlehem, and they're like, we're going to make some some banks, son. All these people were coming to Bethlehem, yeah. because um, in biblical times, they determined, the Romans, that um, all the people needed to be taxed. So they had to go to Bethlehem, basically, to sign up for the census, like fools. Mm-hmm. This isn't a time where, like, they wouldn't have found you if you didn't yeah. go. Yeah. Like, these idiots showed up in droves to Bethlehem, so much so... That they filled up all the inns, and Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, well, Mary and Joseph couldn't get a room. They had to go into the, the manger, the stable. This is Bible story. Yeah. They got to Bethlehem. They were like, full up, but we got, like, this this manger for the animals. We could put you in there, out in the cold. And Je- Joseph and Mary were like, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, like, where else are we going to go? Meanwhile, there's a giant star guiding the three wise men to them, all right? So, so anyways, little drummer boy goes to Bethlehem with these two goons and they, um, they, he does a show and everybody loves it. Right. So at first the guys are like, we're going to make so much money. And then the narrator shows up and she's just like, but Aaron could not forgive the, the humans for what they did to his family. And so he has a little meltdown and he's like, I hate you humans. I hate all of you. I think you all suck. Fuck you. Fuck your fucking tax. And he goes off. And basically, like, the people change from, wow, this is a great show, to stones. Like, we're just going to stone these people now. Yeah. So the three people and the three animals, they leave the city because they're being, you know, they're having stones hucked at them. They're being stoned. Yeah. Yeah. They end up back in the desert, and the three wise men pass by, and as they're passing by, one of their camels dies. So uh, the two goons who have abducted Aaron go, well, we have a camel to sell. And he's like, you can't sell my camel. And they're like, fuck you, kid. And so they sell his camel to the three wise men. And he's like beyond bummed. These are his only friends, you know, and one of them is now gone. So they, he gets onto his, uh, his ass and he, he decides like, fuck these guys. I'm leaving. And he leaves and he goes to find the wise men. And when he, he's in the process of getting there, um, he gets to Bethlehem and he's in an alley with the lamb and this chariot comes down, runs the lamb over like definitely like this lamb would be dead, right? Yeah. If it weren't a kid's movie, he picks up the lamb and he brings it to the, you know, the wise man from Africa and he's like, Hey man, can you? And he's like, I mean, I can't fix death. I'm wise. I'm not, I'm not immortal. I'm only immortal. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like a real reasoned response to it. He's like, but, but there is something here you should, you should see like there is a king above all kings here and like brings him to the manger right and so 
the scene opens up and the little drummer boy song starts playing. And so he takes out his drum and he plays it. But the scene of Mary and Joseph in particular, mm. because, you know, it's it's just the babies in the manger. You don't really see Jesus that, that much if you do it all. But the two of them are both, like, over the baby. And they just, like, with these, like, clay faces that have no expression. The creepiest turn in the world. And he's like, I don't know what's the drum like. I guess so he starts drumming, you know. Everybody loves it. It's it's great. It's a great ending. That's the end. Yeah. The second one is a few years later they decided to do a sequel. He's traveling with the wise men, and one of the wise men breaks off from the other two. And I don't I don't remember any of what happened. It's just somehow there's an old man in Bethlehem who made these silver bells. Another Christmas motif. And these silver bells are made of pure fucking silver. So obviously, the Romans who are there to tax people yeah. come to this guy's house and are like, oh, where are your fine niceties and things that we could take? And they, he goes, I have, no, you know, I have nothing. I'm just a poor man. Ha ha ha. I'm just a bell maker. And they're like, ah, oh, these bells are worthless. And then one of them uh, goes over to the silver bells in the back of the room and is like, I think these are real silver. I think these are solid silver bells. And they're like, that's impossible. And they go up and the guy like bites it and stuff like you do to test silver. And he's like, these are silver. These are pure silver. We're going to make a killing. (laughs) So they take the bells from this old guy. And he's like, no, those are the bells that are meant to ring out over the city to herald in the savior. And it's like, what? 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 Was what, that a what, thing what, in the Bible? I, I have no that, fucking uh, idea. The Savior showed up and so, oh, bells. I always thought that the Savior was kind of like a, a Jewish thing, that they were waiting I, for that to happen. Like, I, these people seem to be coming from all corners of the earth. To, yeah. They know that this is happening. So it's like, wh- what? It's, it, it's, it's very confusing. I have like a, I stopped going to Sunday school at like, Five. So I have a very basic, basic understanding of all that shit. Yeah. And I, I got uh, yelled at one time in Sunday school for asking if Jesus was a zombie. Um, which? Technically, yeah. He's undead, right? Technically, yeah. If he was in an MMORPG. Here's, here's the thing about that, though. He immediately, like, you know, oh, Jesus rose again on the on the third day, mm. you know, because it's Good Friday uh Holy Saturday and then yeah, yeah. Uh, Easter Sunday. A cross on your forehead, yeah. That's Ash Wednesday. That's a different... Uh, see? It's, it's right before that. Five-year-old's uh, knowledge of it. Anyways. Anyways. Um, the the reason that that's significant is because he ascended into heaven. He didn't, like, rise up and, and be a person again. Yeah, like, yeah so I, I've never understood the whole, like, oh, zombie Jesus day. It's like, well, he didn't... I mean, like, he, he basically, like, says to his disciples, I think, like, hey, guys, I'm out. And then he, he ascends. Like, that's, you know, whatever. Um, anywho. So, Aaron and the one wise man who knows about these bells go to this this part of the city to try and help this guy. And then they find out that the Romans took them. So, they have to go through this fucking charade of the, the kid playing a song for them while they steal the fucking bells back. Mm. And it's just like, that, like what what is this supposed to be for? Like... This didn't happen in the Bible, so what... And it's just so that they could work their way up to a point where they have the bells hooked up and they play the little drummer boy song again as the finale and it's a different version. It's just like, did we need this? Like, I guess it rounds out an hour of TV because they're 30 minutes each. 
but like eh, it wasn't very good. So no, I, th- the way you described it, um, I, I've probably seen it in my youth, my youth, but I I, uh, I I don't remember watching it. Yeah, the so I mean the the. But it sounds awful. Yeah, the the major thing to know about the uh, you know the birth of Christ was that J- Joseph and Mary were there to sign up to pay taxes. Yeah, because the Romans were taxing them, and while they were there, they you know she conceived Jesus. Uh, virgin conception which you know whatever divine what do they call it immaculate conception immaculate yeah um and uh so that's that's that whole part of the story then after that you know curtain down and then curtain up he's like 28 yeah it's like what 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 happened in the all that time and they're like oh don't worry about that like that doesn't that doesn't matter at all it's like okay feel like it does but could i go off on a tangent well i've just finished on the first three so if you want to go go off on an alex jones tangent no 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 i'm sorry i didn't i didn't know that was where it was going it's gonna be an alex jones style um it's not gonna be very bad but here we go oof so you got a little drummer boy there right he's out there and he 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 he's out there and he hates people He's like your uncle at the Christmas party that says, I'm not racist, I hate everybody. But also, he hates taxes. So I'm wondering, are the reptilians creating this? Like, You know how Cain from Cain and Abel is the father of all vampires? You know that? I'm wondering if the little drummer boy is the father of all libertarian uncles for Thanksgiving. So, so let me just say that... Um... Cain is the father of all evil. But also all vampires. They who's, follow. Who's their other son? Who's the other son they have afterwards? Abel. No. Who's their other son their that other they son? have afterwards? I don't know. Why would I know that? <coughs> I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, you positive. don't even know it. My guess is that his name is Seth. Seth. He's the third son. Like the Egyptian Set? The third son of Adam and Eve is named Seth. Boom. Seth Myers. Uh, after Cain kills Abel, they're like, well, I mean, we got to have another good one. So they have Seth. And then somehow there are a bunch of women that just pop up out of the ground. I, I don't I don't understand it. Lilith. But, um, Lilith Fair. Uh, Grendel's mother is a descent, direct descendant of Cain yeah. in Beowulf. Yes. Um, they, uh, the, as you go down through the ages until you get to Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the stories, everybody who's evil descended from Cain and everybody who's good came from Seth basically is what they, they say. So hmm. then you get to Noah. It's like this stopping point. He's got three sons yeah. and uh, one of his son, sons is named Ham and Ham is black. In most depictions and stuff. And, uh, yeah. So then you get into where the evangelicals, the Mormons, and a lot of the... The Westboro um, Baptist Church. Yes. You get into where they get a lot of their racist ideology. Yes. And it's purely from like, oh, well, you know, he ended up being the bad one and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah. yeah. So anyways. Anyways. Um, let's talk about the Star Wars Holiday Special. Because I... have always hated it. 
Um, and not just from point of view of it's bad, just hated the mythos around it, the people who are fascinated with it, and the fact yeah. that every goddamn year I have to hear about it. So this is the last time I'm ever going to talk about it. This is it. And uh, you people are lucky if you're if you're listening because this is this is it. This is it. After this, no. Um. So, uh, my understanding is that George Lucas wanted to do a holiday special, and then it got completely out of his hands. It mm. just up and and ran off uh, a lot of cocaine later and um was carrie fisher's out of it han solo harrison ford does not care uh luke skywalker looks different looks very different in that tv special than he does you you could tell that maybe i believe this was in between like uh new hope and empire strikes back right so he was probably doing some other projects because like this is probably like right around that the first star wars hit Became yes. a hit. Like, he probably wasn't it was, expecting uh, it. It was 78. So it would have been the, the next year after Star Wars came out. And they had yeah. filmed in 76 and 77, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, what you get is Harrison Ford doing his Harrison Ford thing where he just doesn't seem to give a shit. Yeah. And I, I admire that in him. Yeah. He, he like, he, he goes to Comic-Con sometimes when, when he was younger. And people will come up and ask him to sign stuff. And he'll be like... Why don't you just go home? What are you doing? Like yeah, yeah, you know, like he, he literally doesn't understand. Yeah, he doesn't understand it, it. Doesn't like doesn't it. care. Well, just... because by the time that he got Star Wars, he was a carpenter because yeah. he'd kind of given up on acting. He was yeah. in American Graffiti. He wasn't in too many other things, hmm. and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't making it. And then they asked him because he was friendly with George Lucas because American Graffiti was directed by George Lucas, mm-hmm. and he was at his house and he, he asked him, "Hey, can you read what these actresses were trying to get for this princess character?" And yeah. when he was doing that, they were like, oh, he's great. Like, why Why wouldn't we use him? Like, he's yeah. perfect for it. And the idea of um, Han Solo originally was he had the lightsaber and he was going to be, like, the real hero of the story and stuff. Yeah. Um, it, not to say that Luke Starkiller wasn't in it and everything else, but it was it was very different. Um, the concept drawings for Han Solo have him with a lightsaber and, like, mm. this cool visor with flaming the uh, lightsaber that has like a cord connected to a backpack i think yeah that that was the original idea for the lightsaber yeah Uh, and they added that into the mythos of star wars uh spoiler alert um that the original like proto lightsabers Mm. um were like cord attached to provide the energy they weren't kyber crystals right um i'm never getting laid again no that's not true yeah it's not um but anyways so they uh, have to go to Kashyyyk. Yes, for life. For day. life day, and um, B. Arthur's there. <laughs> B. Arthur's there. So I want to like because I just watched. I want to break down some things here. Mm-hmm. You have Han Solo, who in the opening is like starring Harrison Ford as Han Solo, and he looks at the camera and he goes, like 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 he's doing that thing, and then uh, starring Carrie Fisher as Princess Leah. And yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. Um, she looked very uh, under the influence on those uh, on that on that little motion there. She was fine during the rest of it, but like during that, she she looked very uh, high. Oh yeah. And then you just have Mark Hamill doing his best. <laughs> He's the only one who puts any effort in, because keep in mind, like we said before. Most of the dialogue is Wookish or Gore Wookin. Right. And there's no there's no like subtitles underneath. So for that first twelve minutes, you're just getting grunting and you have to go off context clues. Yeah, but even then, 
Yeah. No idea. So it, it's it's literally just uh, when Luke comes on 12 minutes in, it's them sending Luke a message saying, hey, Han Solo and uh, fucking Chewie haven't arrived. Do you know where he is? So it's just Mark Hamill and R2-D2 staring up at like a camera and being like, what? Yeah. He hasn't come yet? Well, he should have been here by now. You don't say. Like, he's doing his best, yeah. but he does look different. Luke Skywalker looks very different. He's a lot more tan in this one. I, I don't know if it's like... A... It's, it's a, he's more tan, but the lighting is brighter, so yeah. he looks like a free... He looks like Donald Trump or he, something. He looks like Donald Trump, and he looks like he's being like... He looks like he's in the lineup of like a, 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 a um, sexual assault lineup. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's he's very... He's like, yeah. what do you mean, Chewie? And once again cocaine yes lots of it and I'm, I'm sure yeah i'm sure it was all around quaaludes basically i was watching a thing about um robin williams i was mm. watching that uh come into my mind documentary again which was on um hbo uh max or whatever and um until john belushi died which is 1980 or 81 um everybody just kind of was like oh yeah whatever yeah. And then when he died, it was like this huge wake-up call for most of the people in the comedy and the, the acting community of like, oh, this is like, you could die. Yeah. And um, there had been other deaths before that, but like once that happened, it kind of shifted the, yeah. you know, in the 80s, it wasn't as prevalent. There are things there vibe. are things that happen that like, I, I'd say during the 80s, it was probably Belushi for like cocaine and all the the hard partying lifestyle yeah the 90s i'd say freddie mercury for the aids epidemic right 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 you know where, where, when he died it was kind of seen as more than this underground disease yeah and and i mean that and ryan white were the yeah. big ones because um everything that happened with ryan white too was just tragic and if you don't know that story and you do know freddie mercury um ryan white was a kid who uh, got AIDS through a blood transfusion, mm-hmm. and he died a few years after that, but he was an outspoken advocate going around and say, like, really telling people this is not just a gay disease. This is something that happened. And then Magic Johnson, I mean, really broke through the ceiling in yeah. that. But, Which was easy because he is a very tall gentleman. Yes. Uh, um, that's the low-hanging fruit that I grab. <laughs> uh, well, he, he grabs the high-hanging fruit because he's tall. Anyways. You're talking about his testicles? I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, but yeah, so the Star Wars Christmas special also has um, several musical segments that are awful. Jefferson Starship. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of cocaine. Yeah. Um, the song they play uh, <laughs> and the video around it. So, backtrack. So, the first musical special is um, so... Stormtroopers or Imperial officers come into Chewie's house with Chewie's family. You have Grampy Chewie, you have the wife, and you have the young child in the in the house, and you have some merchant who is uh, with the Rebel Alliance somehow, and it gets very, very World War II-ish real yeah. quickly that the regular Star Wars was not that I remember. The, the guy comes in, he's like, so do you have your papers? He doesn't yeah, have yeah, that yeah. accent. But but it's the Cheech and Chong. Yeah. Where are the papers? Where are the papers, old man? Papers. And so the merchant ends up being like the guy who's like, listen, I can sell you all this stuff to be, you know, trying to distract from the fact that this is Chewbacca's house. <laughs> and he ends up showing him this video of a woman dancing. Uh, or No, a woman singing. And it is an awful 
Yeah. Off of, like the little hologram table thing that yes, pops up. Yes, yes, yes. And the guy, the 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 uh, the imperial officer is just sitting there like enamored with this woman. Right. Which means they didn't have the technology. We still don't. Where that happens. So this guy had to sit there like. Yeah, like a creep. for like six minutes. Yeah, at a table like this. Yeah, as an actor, mm-hmm. and that's all he ever did. <laughs> Welcome to Star Wars, because then I mean, like with the prequel trilogy, yeah. especially, it was all green screen. Yeah, so it's it's the same. Uh, Terrence Malick has a great story about he saw Natalie Portman. Mm. He thought that Natalie Portman was a great actress, and he saw her in the professional and was like, "Oh, she's doing the Star Wars movie. That's fascinating. Like, I'd love to work with Natalie Portman." Mm. Got the script, read it. He has scenes with uh, Amidala. And that's Natalie Portman. He's like, yeah, all right, I'll do this. I'd love to meet her. Gets to the set, green room with a tennis ball. And he goes, oh, I um, I thought I had scenes with uh, Miss Portman. And George Lucas just looked at a tennis ball and goes, that's that's Natalie today. He's like, sorry, she's uh, filming. Action! She's filming Garden State right now. Yeah. With oh, one God. Zach Braff. Well, no, that, that doesn't line up because Garden State's 2002 or three or four. Could have let the joke slide. I wasn't gonna, because I don't like that movie. I, I nor right. do I. She says the R word in that. Here's a here's a very fun uh, little aside that I have from somebody who will never watch this podcast. I have a friend who um, I talk to about movies and stuff. And one mm. day I was uh, house sitting for her uh, and her cats, and um, we were talking about stuff. And I had never seen Garden State, and she's like, "Oh, you should watch it." So that day I watched Garden State. I watched. Um, Wish I Was Here, which is his next directorial movie. And he made a third one, but I haven't seen it yet, uh, that just came out last year, Zach Braff. Hmm. Garden State, to me, was so bad. Like, I've already seen 500 Days of Summer. I've seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. These Hmm. are movies that deconstruct the manic pixie girl. Yes. That is the, like, prototype movie, that and Elizabethtown, of the manic pixie girl and what that is. And it's just yeah. a woman who is so into you and so enamored with you in, in the plot that, like, that's her whole fucking focus yeah, in the story. she's basically like, a mirror, kind of, right. of like, oh, my God, like, you you haven't heard of the Pixies? Right. Listen to that. Like, yeah, like, uh, I gotta show you this band, The Shins, and, like, it's um, like, uh, so, so, wait, wait, no. I'm telling a story. Yeah. I'm telling but a I'm story. I'm here too. Let me. I'm telling so, the story right so, now. So hold it. I'm telling the story. Hold it. Then don't. So, anyways, I'm talking to her later mm. because I watched these two movies, and the second one was way worse. Wish I was here. It was way worse. And um, it's about Mandy Patinkin is Zach Braff's dad, and he's dying, and Zach Braff and his brother don't get along too well. Mm. Don't even remember who played the brother, and. Um, I thought it was corny as hell, and I really didn't like Garden State. So I told her, like, and I'm at her house cat sitting, and I told her, I'm like, I, I'm not into this. I think this is bad. And then um, when I was talking about the second movie, which she hadn't seen, I said, like, this is the second movie, and I sent her a picture of a can of corn. And um, no response, didn't hear anything else, and then for months heard nothing from her. And I was mm. like, I guess because I didn't like Garden State, we can't be friends. Like, I don't, I don't know what this is. And so... Months, months go by. And I don't know if it was football season or something, but I texted her for some reason just to be like, hey, you know, something happened. And she goes, um, like, oh, I just realized my phone was set so that um, all the texts from you were going to my computer. And I checked, and for some reason, my texts were going to her iCloud account, and they were only going to her iPad. 
So that day, whenever I stopped texting on my phone, moved over to my iPad, it fucked it all up. So she never saw any of the comments and, mm-hmm. and just assumed, <laughs> she assumed that I hated her and you, stopped talking to her. You ghosted. Wasn't the, wasn't the case. You ghosted. Right. But then there were like months of uh, like a text here or there that I sent that she just didn't get. Yeah. So, uh, technology. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Like... The, I think the last thing I sent her to was like, oh, hey, by the way, you have Verizon coverage. Like, they have a lot better routers now than – because she had one of the old um, – they're sort of um, flat-looking almost, and they're mm. they're rounded, and they have, like, red or silver fronts. And the new ones are these big kind of uh, obelisks, uh, these, like, white-looking uh, – they're, they're different now. And all I was saying was, like, oh, you should probably upgrade because, like, your internet speeds aren't great mm. here. They would be a lot better if you had, like, the right router. And I never heard anything after that. And I assumed, like, oh, I must have insulted her somehow or something. She never got it. Never got the text. Never. This is my life. This is your life. Yep. Apparently. Um, so, Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars holiday Star Wars. special. What else is there to even So be Arthur? Be Arthur. <laughs> it, it, wonderful lady, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> since passed away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Many, be Arthur? Yeah. Like 2013? Something like that. Something it, it like was, that. She was one of the um, first ones of the Golden Girls to go. Yeah. Um, the so. one who played her mother died after her. And she was younger than Betty White, the one who played her mother. 2009, she passed oh, away. Yeah. She was at the roast of uh, Donald Trump, I believe. Um, Estelle Getty? Oh, no, she died a year before. So she, the, the woman who played her mother died a year before she mm. did. And then uh, it was Rue McClanahan who died in 2010, so not long after. And then Betty White outlived them all. last year. Yes, at 99. And they had a 100th birthday birthday special and stuff. She died on New Year's Eve 2021, and it was 17 days before her 100th birthday. Mm. So all of the 100th anniversary or 100th birthday celebrations and stuff that they did had to be scrapped, which is a real shame. But... um, this obsession funny. that we have as a society with getting to 100 years old is, uh, yeah, 99 it, is impressive. It seems like an awful age to be 100. Yeah, um, you can't hear anything, you can't walk anymore, you yeah. can't eat any anything. You're, you're down to like, oh, I can have rice cakes and, and lemon paste, yeah. and like, that's it. Like, I, you know? Because, like, like, here's the thing. Once you get to the 100, right, it, it's not like... Even 30 years ago were great times. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. 40. Like, like at, at 65, 70, you're, you're starting to lose people. You start to lose yeah. the people that you love. You start to lose the people that you know. Your connections to society yeah. slowly dwindle away. And then by the time you're 100, you can't see. You can't hear. You're, like, completely out of it. And I know there are exceptions to the rule, and especially are, now yeah. old people are, are living longer because of medicine, and, you know, they're they're having more fulfilled lives and stuff. I'm not saying that old people are completely down and out. I'm just saying it's a weird thing to be like, oh, it sucks that she didn't make it to 100. It's like, no, that's yeah. that's good. Like, she didn't want to make it to 100. Yeah. Um, Her skin was translucent, like a newborn fish. L- let me tell you, man, the last video she put out was scary. Yeah. And I felt bad that somebody made her put out a video like that. It's basically like, she looked like the way that they do makeup on a corpse. It looked like that. And it was like, dude. Speaking of 99 years old, um, did you see Jimmy Carter recently? 
Yes, at his uh, wife's funeral. I haven't seen him in about he's, 10 or 15 years. He's I mean, been he, in he's, hospice. He's got that old, like, and this, I'm not disparaging him. I right. understand this happens. But when you get to a certain age and a certain mindset, uh, you just start going like this. Yes. Yeah, it's just... The, the mouth is open, and you're... You, you know, it, yeah, you're, you've lost control of your your jaw, even. Yeah. Like it, and it sucks. It's just it happens it as people get older, and yeah. I, I think that this this glorification of the the number one hundred is just a little bit troubling. But it's not going to happen to me because I've been injecting myself with the DNA of a Greenland shark, which lives to like nine hundred years old. So I'm going to live for longer than uh, that. Is that why your eyes bleed green? That's a different thing. Oh, so the Star Wars special. <laughs> um, it's awful. Uh, it's almost not. It's almost awful enough to make it not to. It's bad it is, to be good. It is unwatchable. It is too bad to be too bad to be good. Yeah. It is just just below the line. There, it would be fun, but it's not. You see all the costumes and stuff. But you don't get any of the cool effects or anything like that that they revolutionized with yeah. like Star Wars, like the first opening scene with the the uh, it looks Star like Destroyer. It, it looks like a soap opera. It does. It yeah. looks like a soap Which opera. Which is where Mark Hamill came from. Yeah. So that that's uh, that one. I would give it a watch if you like hate watching shit. Sure. Which I do. I watch Velma for that reason. Which and, I don't oh, understand. My God. Yeah. We'll get onto that at some other point. Yeah. But um other than that, I, I watch every Christmas Carol every year, mm. um, as penance. Uh I don't know if I've ever told you about this. No. I don't know if I should even talk about this on the podcast, but right I'm ahead. going to. In seventh grade, there was a very, very, very long unit that we did on huh, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> on a Christmas Carol. I was like we did a Christmas Carol from October to March, and I am not kidding. The guy who taught the class, not gonna say his name, uh, really good teacher that I liked though, and um, he was like obsessed with a Christmas Carol. Yeah. Don't, don't really know why, but he was. And uh, ooh, you really messed that up. It's all right. Just got a bit of foam on there. Right, look at that. Yikes. Uh, anyways, so he did this big quote project. And I did a crappy job on it, like a really crappy job on it. Yeah. And so there were a group of kids who were supposed to stay at the holidays. This is the day of holiday break. My dad told my granddad, hey, Ben will be over after school. I might have had to shovel or something, but I had to go to my granddad's house right after school. And that day, he tells us, anybody who didn't do the the assignment or didn't get the quotes in on time, you have to stay and uh, do them. And I went... Like, I I got to go to my granddad. You know what I mean? And we're all in this amphitheater auditorium that they had at DMS, Davisville Middle School, that was used. It was called the CLR. It was like the um, classroom learning room. I don't know. Class learning room, something so like that. you got Scrooged? No, no, wait. So we watched something for Christmas, and at the very end, everybody left. And I left with them, even though I was supposed to stay. He He had his back turned or something, and I just walked out the door. Went back to my granddad's house, came back from Christmas vacation two weeks later. Nothing. Didn't hear a word about it. He didn't say anything to me, never penalized me for it, nothing. I got the project done uh, basically by copying off of a friend of mine because uh, I, I was too stupid to just read the book. 
So as Penance, as an adult, I've read the book every year. I, I watch all the movies. I really enjoy A Christmas Carol. Like, it's my favorite Christmas thing. I think that it's a great story. I think that it's well-written. Um, even now, there are laughs in the in the text that, as you're reading, you don't expect because you think, oh, that's ancient. You know, it's 200 years old or whatever now, or uh, 150 years old at least. And so I am very on top of versions of A Christmas Carol and what they do right and what they do wrong. And so I have, like, in my head a ranking going all the time that mm. I, I – every year I watch, like – Every version that I can get my hands on, even ones I've seen before, just to judge them again. The worst ones that I can think of off the top of my head. The Stingiest Man in Town with uh, Walter Matthau? Is that his name? The actor. Yeah. The guy with the big is, nose. Is is that... Is Walter... I thought Walter Taking Matthau Taking a Pelham 123 guy. I thought he was a news anchor. News anchor. Yeah. So who am I thinking of? You got you got a research assistant right there. Yeah, I know, but taking a Pelham one two three, the guy who's in that oh, with the big nose. God, he's he's the Scrooge in the stingiest man in town. It's gonna yeah. make me mad if I look it up and then I remember. You're um, gonna remember it like halfway opening. Bing. The stingiest man in town is a Rankin Bass thing, so it goes along with the the stuff I talked about earlier. Right. Um. And um, it is ba 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 Walter Matthau. Hey, the news guy, right? So I was right, is what you're saying? I was correct, and you, you I was led also me astray? Right. I was also right. I said he's the news guy. No, he's not the news guy. Is Wal- he not? Walter Matthau is an actor, sir. Is, is he This also- guy. I thought, Math. who's... Remember, he leans in the door at the end of taking a Pelham 123, and he goes... Yeah. Bum, bum, yeah, I remember the face bum, now. Bum, bum. He was in uh, Grumpy Gone Woman? Fishing, right? Well, the Odd Couple? No, it's Walter Matthau. Oh, he's he's Dennis the Menace. He's Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson. Yeah. Um, he's also in the Bad News Bears. Uh, Hello, Dolly. He's he, he had a storied career. Yes. One of the worst <laughs> things he ever did. Uh, first of all, it starts out with a <laughs> it starts out with a bug, who's named B A Humbug, mm. or B A H Humbug, and he's a literal Christmas bug. They chop the story up. They chop and screw it down to like 45 minutes or whatever. Not enough time to do everything. They, yeah. they jerk around the lines. They fuck with it. I don't like it. Not a fan. The next worst one that I can think of off the top of my head is the Guy Pierce one, which oh, came out in FX. No. Where they turn. I'll explain. I was with it. I was with it for the first half of it. And in the second half, they turn it into. Um, well, the first half they, they screw up because they make it that Scrooge's father sent him to this school to be sexually abused and used as a, uh, a like a, a concubine. Yeah. 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 Um, which is not the story at all. Mm. And it doesn't make sense for the story that he was a victim of sexual abuse. So it was just a cash in on the me too shit going on. That is probably my favorite one. Let me keep going. I, I will. At the very end, Bob Cratchit's wife is revealed to be a Calypso witch. Who has cursed Scrooge. Right. I hate that version so much. And I I love the horror elements. I love what they did with the style. Mm. I thought that that stuff was great. Guy Pierce is terrible. The story, they took too many liberties in dumb places that didn't make any sense. And it's supposed to be one movie, but they chopped it into two or three episodes of a show. So if you watch it as one movie, it's even worse. Mm. Um, And I've done that. So uh, we'll get back to it, but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Because that was my... One of my films there that I was going to talk about. The next one is a... uh, I'm trying to remember what it is. 
it's not the stingiest man in town, but it is a cartoon, and it was really bad. Um, Prepared. It it was not that kind of cartoon. It was Scrooge, Scrooge a Christmas Carol from like a year or two ago, where Scrooge has a fucking dog. Do you know the one I'm talking about? No, I I don't often so, watch uh, a um, Christmas Carol. That version. They they undermine Scrooge's entire character mm. because he has a dog. It's this one from 2022. Oh, it looks awful. If Scrooge has somebody that he cares about, even if it's just an animal, and that animal also intimidates people, defeats the whole purpose of the story because Scrooge has nobody. Yeah. Scrooge's maid rips his curtains down and goes to sell them because mm-hmm. fuck Scrooge. <clears throat> like, that's how much people hate him. Mm-hmm. Hate him. Um, it, it right off the bat, it destroyed the whole story for me. So I was just like, I I can't watch this. And then it's a musical and everything else, uh, or at least I'm yeah. pretty sure. And it's awful. Then I'm just gonna talk about the three I like the most, and then we'll get back to the Guy Pierce one because sure. I can tell you're raring to go, even though you can't. Well, you've it. talked about your movies for the last forty minutes. I haven't gotten onto one of mine except Star Wars. That's right. So, um, and we're also running out of time. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We'll, we'll do a part two. We'll, this will be a part one, part two episode. Okay. And we'll split it across two weeks. And that way we don't have to change our clothes and keep up the charade. Anyways. (laughs) I don't change my clothes at all. I'm like Doug Funny. Is that why you smell that way? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, Roger. I guess. So we have a running gag between each other where hey, we play funny. we play an older version of Roger and Doug from the hit TV show Doug. Doug. From Doug. And it's just Doug being a manager manager somewhere, and his life is slowly falling apart, divorced yeah. from Patty Mayonnaise. And, uh, and Roger works for him, but gives him shit. But is going through therapy at the same time. Yeah, so he's like trying to improve himself, but he yeah. can't. He's like, you know what else is falling apart, funny? Your marriage. Oh, jeez, funny, I'm sorry. Roger, uh, look, man, I, I gave you a real chance with this job. I know, I, I, I just, I, my, my therapist says I have all these feelings. I don't know how to process them, funny, I'm sorry. I, I really appreciate it. It's okay, them. Roger, but God. It, but it's basically that. It's yeah. a lot of that. It, this is one of our worst ones because we're doing it on the spot. It is only humorous to us. Yes. Um, but anyways, um, the three I like the most in order of how much I like them. The first one is the George C. Scott uh, Christmas Carol from, I think it was ABC or CBS, did in 1984 and 5. And that's the best one, easily. Hmm. Uh, below that is the Alistair Sim. That's the other animated one I was trying to think of that I hated. The Alistair Sim animated one is terrible, but the real Scrooge from 1951 with him is really, really great. And then right underneath that is the 1938 version, which I think is the second film version. And the 1938 one... Um, oh, hey, Mr. Magoo showed up again. I was looking for that. I couldn't find that anywhere. Anyways, I, go. I'm going to be watching a Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol tonight, and maybe a Flintstones Christmas Carol. Um... The other one is the, yes, the 1938 version, which has some really cool uh, special effects for the time. And I really like it. I, I just think um, it works. It's pretty succinct. does a good job of, of um, summing up a lot of the story uh, without cutting out too much. And uh, it's got personality. All three of those have a great Fred, uh, his nephew. 
all three of them uh, do a pretty great job of covering the story. The the one that's like square in the middle, and I, like and I've seen so many other ones, but the one that's squarely in the middle for me is the 2009 Jim Carrey one, which visually is both terrifying and the most accurate to the book. Hmm. Like in the original drawings, they were they're painstaking in how they went through and they made that movie that way. But I don't like Jim Carrey's tone. I don't like his uh, his acting as Scrooge, and I'm not a huge fan of the art style or the animation because it's that creepy, uh, uncanny valley stuff that yeah. Robert Zemeckis does. Yeah, uh, I saw that one in the theater with my mom, and we told our mom like, "Yeah, that one was weird." When we saw it in the theater, and she's like, "We didn't see that in the theater," and we were like, "Like this is your aneurysm again," um, you know, just strikes again. It was right around that time, so. Um, you know, uh, but really just, uh, I watched it again this year just to go through and be like, eh, yeah, I still feel the same way about it. It's that, the Polar Express, Beowulf, all those movies. Mars Needs Moms, if you've ever seen that. I Even Monster House. Can't do them. Yeah, uh, I, I still don't like Monster House. I, I watched mm-hmm. it recently because... Cool uh, idea. Yeah, it, Bad it's, movie. It's great idea. Um, very, uh, like, sappy at points, but like... For Halloween movies like that, I prefer Paranorman. Yes. Paranorman is much better. It's made by Leica yeah. Studios. Great. And yeah, they're, it's awesome. It's probably my favorite Halloween that isn't a horror movie per se, but it right. has the elements in there. Well, um, we're not going to be able to talk about uh, Christmas Carol, the Guy Pierce version, in this episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But we will get to it next time. So we'll see you right back here next week. Before we go, a cheers to an absolute saint of a man, Shane McGowan, who passed away on the 30th of November. He's probably my favorite singer. um, And it hit hard. It hit hard. We did our episode of the records with our records where I showed off uh, If I Should Fall From Grace With God. Mm-hmm. about a week or two before his passing and um i've been listening to I'm, i mean when i wake up in the morning uh spotify is on my alarm it's the pogues playing mm-hmm. so you know it, it hits it hits hard and you know i'm not gonna make it sappy i'm gonna continue to celebrate his life i'm rick owens i'm benny williams don't start me talking Made and, a real noise. An Irish goodbye. Is that an Irish goodbye? I thought an Irish goodbye was just leaving. <laughs>